What's up, H12? How we doing tonight? We doing good? Well, y'all sounded good. Well, listen, my name is Josh. It's great to be with you tonight. But listen, before we get started, I'd like to just to take a second and, get, and introduce you to my family so you can get to know me a little bit better. Um, we're going to have some pictures up on the screen. The first picture is of my wife, Erica. We've been married for about four years. And I want to tell you something about this chick. I am absolutely crazy over her. I'm crazy over her. And I didn't think it was possible, but I love her more today than the day I married her. She is my best friend. I'm so thankful for her. Now, what you need to know about Erica is that she loves animals. So about three months after we got married, we had to buy a little multi-poo named Layla. And Layla runs the house. Now, what you need to know about Layla is Layla's a diva. So she likes to dress up, as you can see in the next one. She likes to put on hoodies and pretend like she's a rapper, but of course she's not any good at it because she's white. And then she, and then she likes to go to ugly Christmas sweater parties and, and do that. But Layla hasn't been happy lately because a couple of months ago, me and my wife found out that we're going to have a new addition to the family. We're going to have our first kid. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to have our first kid actually this month in the next couple of weeks. He's a boy. And we're excited. So my, my wife is 38 weeks pregnant. She is super prego right now. Thank you. And we are both very ready for her not to be pregnant anymore. Now, tonight we get to start week two of this series called In Other Words. And what we're doing in this series is looking at churchy words, words that we can often be familiar with, and looking at whether we really understand what they mean. Because the reality is that we can say words every day, but either we don't understand it like we need to, or like we think we do, or we don't understand the importance of it. Now, last week, we talked about, you guys talked about salvation. And you talked about how salvation is a free gift offered by God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And listen to this. Last week, 14 of you guys accepted the offer of salvation offered by God. 14. Give it up to you guys. I am super proud of you guys. And now tonight, I want to continue our conversation through a topic and a word that you, you're familiar with. It's something you've seen, something you saw earlier tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking about baptism. Now, I am fired up about this topic, and there's several reasons. The first reason is because I am uh, the new believers coordinator here at the Central Campus. So I get to oversee all the baptisms here at Central Campus. I get to help coordinate the open baptism. And if you were here this weekend, you got to see how awesome open baptism is. And God moved in a powerful way. Listen, across all of our campuses, we had 392 people spontaneously baptized. God is awesome. He, he is just so awesome. Blew me away. And over 160 of those were salvations. That's definitely something to celebrate about. Now, the second reason why I'm excited about this is because I get to sit down with people every single day and talk about baptism. And I get to hear a lot of misunderstandings about what it is and what it's not. So I'm looking forward to talking about what baptism really is and the part it plays in a Christian's life. And we're going to start out with the bottom line. So if you've got your notes, I'm going to ask you to pull that out. And we're going to uh, just start with the bottom line, and then we're going to unpack it. But let's start with the bottom line. Here's the, tonight's bottom line. Baptism is a next level. It's not a next level. It's a next step. Baptism is not a next level. It's a next step. 
There's oftentimes in conversations I have about baptism that Christians often view baptism as a way like we're earning or going up a ladder to God. Like it's a new level of a Christian. Like we've got to reach a new level of Christianity. And it's not. It's a next step with God. It's not something that we're earning our way to God. It's something we're doing with God. Matter of fact, baptism is the first step of Christianity is the first step we take after we get saved. And the Bible tells us this. We can look at a couple of verses tonight about what God says about baptism. We're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 41. This is what it says. It says, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And those who accepted the message were baptized in about 3,000 were added to their number daily. Now, pay attention to this. Peter instructed for them to be saved by repenting, and that's salvation. And then immediately after they got saved, they got baptized. It was the next step. Let's throw another verse on the screen. This is Acts chapter 8, verse 12. It says, When they came to believe Philip, with his good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, men and women alike were baptized. Now, pay attention to these verses. It's a very simple fact about what baptism is. The first step of Christianity, the first step in becoming a Christian is receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and that's salvation. But the very next step is baptism. Baptism is not a next level. It's the next step. And I, wanna, I need a volunteer that's going to come up on stage and help me out. Come on, brother. Come on up here. And by the way, I do reward participation. What's going on, dude? What's your name? Jordan. Jordan? I'm Josh. Nice to meet you, Jordan. Here's the deal, Jordan. In this illustration, you're Jesus, okay? No pressure. No pressure. But Jordan, Jesus, I'm going to ask you to stand right up here, okay? Now, this is what baptism's not. It's not a new level. Baptism isn't a way that we earn our way to God. It's not a way that we get closer to God through our own merit. It's not, baptism isn't saying we're better than other Christians, okay? So baptism isn't us working our way to God, but this is what baptism is. Come on, Jesus, come over here for a second. When we get saved, we start walking along Jesus. This is how the relationship starts. And now baptism is us taking our next step with Jesus. He's going with us. So it's not a new level. Sorry, Jesus, this is kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. It's not, it's, it's not us earning our way to God. It's not a new level of being a more perfect Christian. It's a new step with Jesus as we obey him and, and, and invest in our relationship with him. Thank you, Jesus. You can sit down. Here, here, here. Sorry. almost forgot. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. And Scripture tells us time and time again that people were getting saved and then they would get baptized the very same time, the same day, the same hour. This wasn't something they had to mature to do. It was immediate. They got saved. They got baptized. Now, I understand that sometimes we don't exactly do that in our culture. and There's a lot of reasons why, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I want you to see is that baptism is a big step. It's an important step. So we need to understand what it is and what it's not. So tonight we're going to look at three truths about baptism, what it is, what it's not. Now I want you to write this down. This is truth number one. Baptism is an act of obedience. Baptism is an act of obedience. 
See, when we get saved and we start to follow Jesus, what we're saying is that we make him Lord of our lives and we're going to obey him and the commands that he has for us because he knows the way to have a great and awesome life because he's a great and awesome God. And one of the things that he illustrates for us or exemplifies is baptism. He himself got baptized. We can see this in Mark chapter 1. It says, At the time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. So Jesus was obeying the Father and get baptized. And then he told us in the Great Commission to go baptize others. Matthew 28, it says, Therefore go and make disciples, all nations, doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely I will be with you always the very end of the age. And what we're saying is that Jesus is saying baptism is an important and necessary part of the Christian life. So baptism is an act of obedience. Number two, truth number two about baptism. Baptism identifies you as a Christ follower. Identifies you as a Christ follower. Baptism isn't saying you're a perfect person. It's not saying you're never going to make a mistake again. But it's saying that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. It's a way of proclaiming to the world that you're a follower of Jesus. It's saying that you're on God's team. Now to illustrate this, I have a little game I want us to play. In a moment, I'm going to throw up some pictures of some athletes, and you have to name what team they're on. Now, here's the kicker. The first person to name the team they're on will get some candy. All right? Now, I am not asking for the player's name. I'm asking for the team. All right? All right. Picture number one. Right here. Carolina, okay, what sport is it? Football, right? All right. Sorry. Picture number two. Bulldogs. What sport? Football, right? Picture number three. Hey, what sport? Baseball. All right, let's go to the next one, a real baseball team this time. Picture number five. Oh, how'd you do that? You said it before the picture. That's like prophecy stuff. All right, here's the last one. All right, hey, I'll give you an extra piece of candy. Hey, can you tell me? Hey, go back to the, uh, the uh, Bulls picture. Here we go. What year? Hey, what year? 96. 96, I'll take it. Here you go. 96. I want to tell you something. This is the greatest basketball team of all time, okay? Steph Curry, LeBron James, they got nothing on those guys. But listen, hey, pay attention to this. This is what I want you to get. How could you tell what team they were on? Their jerseys, right? L listen to this. Their jerseys told you everything you needed to know about them. They told you the team they were on. They told you the sport they were playing. You knew what rules they were playing by. You knew what the purpose was. Everything you could tell by the jersey. And get this. Get this. They put on that jersey the moment they're drafted. 
They don't have to go through a long process. The moment they're drafted, they get that jersey. Baptism is like putting on the Christian jersey. Baptism is like putting on the Christian jersey. It identifies you with the team you're on, that you're on God's team. It shows the world the rules you're playing by, your direction, your purpose is putting on God's jersey. Now, if you don't like sports, I'm going to say it another way. What's the first thing you do when you get into a relationship? You, you do what? Snapchat. You put it on social media, right? Listen, it ain't official till it's on social media. You're going to snap it. You're going to put it on Instagram. You're going to put the date. You started dating in your description. You're going to hang out with Bay. You listen, listen, listen. You tell the world you're in a relationship. Now listen to this. Four years ago, I married my wife. And I put this ring on. Now y'all get this. Think about this for a second. Why do I put this ring on? It doesn't make me married. But you know what this ring does? It symbolizes to the world that I'm in a relationship with my wife, that I love my wife, that I'm pursuing her and only her from this day forward. This ring doesn't make me married, but it tells the world that I love her. So it's important. Well, we got, we got a soft crowd in here. But it tells the world. And listen, shh. Baptism is the same exact thing when it comes to our faith. Baptism is a way to showing the world. Baptism doesn't make you saved. It doesn't get you into heaven. It doesn't start a relationship with God. But what it does is symbolizes that you're pursuing Jesus and only Jesus from this day forward. Now, why? Why is baptism such a big deal? Now, I want you to think of it like this. How sketchy would it be if I took this wedding ring off? Put it in my pocket and never told anyone that I was married. That's messed up, isn't it? That's sketchy. And what would you think about me? You would, you, you would question how much I really loved her, right? You would question how, how committed I really was. What would you think if you were dating someone and they never put anything on social media about it? You'd question the relationship. Wait, what would happen? Shh. What would happen if a player got drafted and never put on the jersey, you would question their commitments, right? Listen, this is what I'm trying to say. Public identification is a big deal because we publicly identify with what we're passionate about. We publicly identify with what means the most to us. Listen, your relationship with Jesus is personal, but it's not private because private faith is weak faith. Okay, But when we go public, when we go public with our faith, there's power in it, and it's contagious. When we tell the world what team we're on, it's contagious. Public faith is courageous, and it's contagious. And that's why God tells us that the first step after salvation is baptism, is an outward expression of what God has done in our hearts. It's making a private decision public. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and on his team, he tells us, you go public with this. All right, truth number three. You can write this down. Baptism symbolizes you're saved. 
It symbolizes you're saved. Now, before we get into what this means, I want you, want you to check out this 90-second video of this kid who may have got a little too excited about baptism. Check it out. This morning, uh, we have accepted Christ as his Savior and as his Lord, and he will demonstrate his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, by willingly being baptized this morning. He's been waiting on this day a long time. <laughs> and so, Jordan... Upon the profession of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I love that. <laughs> Kid is too excited. Preacher is not talking fast enough. I'm ready to get baptized. Now listen, he baptized himself, and I respect that. The boy was bold. But the majority of the time, the way that we do baptism is the way you saw here earlier when Abby got baptized. It's something we call immersion. Yeah, she was awesome. It's something that we call immersion, and the country word for that is we're going to dunk you, okay? Now, there's a reason for this symbolism. There's a reason why we do that the way we do. And the way it's saying is that we're laying down our old man and we're becoming a new person in Christ. And it, talk, it actually identifies with 2 Corinthians 5.17. And this is what it says. It says, Therefore, he or she who is in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come. So the way that we baptize actually symbolizes that. And this is the way it does it. Like Abby was in the, in the tub, and when we go down into the tub, well, the way it's, what it's identifying with is the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, and then he was laid in a tomb. And that we're identifying with his death, with the payment of our sins, but we're also identifying with the fact that when we were saved, our old person, the person who was jacked up, screwed up, sin, full of guilt, Full of shame. That person is dead and no more. We no longer have to live in the shame of the past anymore. It's put to death. It's behind us. And then when we come out of it, we're, we're identifying with Jesus' resurrection. Because Jesus went in the tomb, but he didn't stay in the tomb. He came out alive. And we're identifying with his resurrection. And that the Holy Spirit that came, brought him out of the grave now lives in us. And now we have a new person, a new life, a new heart, a new future. That we're coming out of that grave. And that symbolizes what? the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, the person we are in Jesus Christ. And in the process, it's the water that washes over us, the washing away of sins. We are no more. In the eyes of Jesus Christ, we are pure white as gold because of what he did on the cross. So in the way, in the way that we are baptized, it actually symbolizes salvation. The way we're baptized proclaims the gospel. What we saw here earlier proclaims the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, was put in a tomb, but came out. And that same spirit can put to death our sinful old nature. And now we come out with a new creation in Christ. We no longer live in the guilt of the past, but we have a new future offered through Jesus Christ. And this brings me to a specific misunderstanding I want to talk about, especially when it comes to baptism. And that is this, and I hear this a lot. Many of us in here want to get baptized, but we don't feel good enough. 
We, we think, I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. I want to let you know something. Baptism is not saying you're good enough. Baptism is saying you're not good enough, but Jesus is good enough for us. Okay? It has nothing to do with our goodness. It has to do with God's goodness. You don't get baptized because you're good. You get baptized because Jesus is good. Baptized isn't saying you're perfect. It's saying I'm not perfect, but Jesus was perfect. So we're putting our faith in the person that is perfect. We're going to put our faith in that guy because I'm not perfect, but he is perfect. And baptism is not about our own righteousness. It's about the righteousness of Jesus. And because of his righteousness, we can be made righteous. Listen, baptism isn't a symbol of performance. It's a proclamation of God's love. It's not saying you're good. It's saying God's good. Baptism is a way of shining God's light into a dark world, and it's a way of shouting to the world that Jesus is enough. So you can be set free from Satan's lies in the feeling that you're not good enough because Jesus was good enough for you, and that's why we can get baptized. Your hope doesn't lie in your righteousness. It lies in what Jesus did on the cross in his righteousness. So if you don't feel good enough, Welcome, you're in good company because none of us are good enough, but Jesus is good enough. So don't you ever believe the lie of Satan to say you've got to be good enough to earn God's love. God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. All it takes is for you to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, repent of your sin, make him Lord and Savior, and in that moment you can be baptized. It's not about your performance, it's about God's righteousness and what he did. So what's our action statement? This is the last blank, and you got it. Get baptized. If you're a Christian, get baptized. It's the first step after salvation, and it's powerful. Baptism is powerful. And I believe there's a girl in our youth group that can testify to its power. Her name was Naisha. We throw up a picture of Naisha. I want you to meet Naisha. She was a student in my youth group and when I was in, in North Carolina. And um, Naisha lived in the projects right behind the church. And Naisha had, went to a really rough high school. Matter of fact, the high school led the state, the state of North Carolina, in average student deaths per year, teenage pregnancies, drug use, and gang violence. And um, Naisha had never been to church before. She didn't know much about God, didn't know much about Jesus, but we started building a relationship with Naisha. Started coming to the church. I love that girl. Well, we started going, we had a camp one summer, and she didn't have enough money to go, and her friends didn't have enough money to go, and God put it on my heart, and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll pay for it if you want to go. And she did go. And Naisha met Jesus. She didn't know much about Jesus, but all she knew was that she met Jesus, he was real, and he was rocking her world. And the last day of camp, which was the day after she got saved, we had baptisms. And I explained to Naisha what baptism was. And she looked at me and says, you know what, Josh? I want to get baptized. I want the world to know that I've met Jesus and what he's done in my heart. So with all of her friends watching, she got baptized. She put on God's jersey. I got to baptize Naisha. Now, here's the cool part. Some of her friends were watching, and when they saw her go public with her faith, in that moment, they surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. And then that's right. And then they got baptized on the spot. 
couple weeks later, we called her a, a Nookie was her nickname. Nookie came in, was sitting in my office. She came there every day after school, and I could tell something was on her heart. And I said, what's, what's on your mind, Nookie? She said, you know how I just met Jesus? <laughs> yeah. She said, I want the other people in my school to know Jesus too. I said, okay, what are you thinking? She goes, I want to start a Bible study. I said, that's a good idea. She goes, but I can't. She said, the school hasn't had a Bible study in 10 years. The principal won't allow it. And no one's going to listen to me. I'm not perfect. They know my past. No one is going to look at me. Nobody's going to listen. And I looked at her. I said, Naisha, I think you should start it anyway. You went public with your faith. They know you're a Christian now. Start it anyway. So she did. She started it. But the school hadn't had a Bible study in their school in 10 years. She went to the principal and said, can we start a Bible study? He goes, Okay. They didn't have a place to meet, so the teacher gave them the classroom. They started meeting on Thursday mornings, and in four weeks, they had over 60 students in that class. There were so many students, they had to stand up. and keep. People were getting saved, and the school started to be transformed. The effect was so big, so fast, that they were nationally recognized for their efforts. And you can see the picture uh, coming up, there's Naisha, nationally recognized for her efforts. Listen, this was a 10th grade girl that turned the community upside down because God put it on her heart. But listen, it didn't start with the Bible study. It started with her giving her life to Jesus and then her going public with her faith through baptism because that declaration was saying, I'm on God's team. And it let her friends know that she was serious about it. Why was that powerful? Because private faith lacks power. But public faith is powerful and it's contagious and it changes the lives around you. So I have a question for you. Have you officially joined God's team? If you've been saved and made him Lord and Savior, you have. So my next question is, and if you haven't joined God's team yet, I want to let you know it's possible. All you have to do is repent of your sin, surrender your life to Jesus Christ, and I promise you it's the best thing that will ever happen to you. I've never met someone who fell in love with Jesus and regretted it. I promise. But if you have given your life to Jesus, go public with your faith through baptism. Put on that jersey. Let the world around you know that you're serious about it. And we want to provide that opportunity for you tonight. So I'm going to ask, uh, we have some cards that if you're interested in being baptized, we're going to pass those out. You can fill out as much information as you can. Our team is going to follow up with you, and we're going to get you baptized if you're interested in it. And it's going to be passed out in just a second. And if you're interested in this, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and start filling that out the moment you get it. Because some of us saw Abby go public with her faith, and we know in our heart of hearts that God's calling us to do the same thing. We want to provide that opportunity for you. I promise no one has ever grown in their relationship with Jesus and regretted it. Now, earlier tonight, we mentioned open baptism and as many people that came to Jesus Christ. So I want to show you this two-minute video that was a recap of this past weekend. While you're filling out your cards, there's a video that recaps this weekend. So check it out. Repent and be baptized. God demonstrates his love for us in this while we were sinners he died for us and made it possible for us to be forgiven and restored so repent and then be baptized 
It uses water because water is a symbol of cleansing in the scripture. So you're laid back in the water, which symbolizes the cleansing that's going on in your soul. You're being forgiven and brought back up to new life as you come out of the water. We've prepared for you. What are you going to do with the offer of God? Never, ever underestimate the power of baptism. Now listen, we, don't, we didn't have enough cards to pass all the way out, but I want to let you know you can use your bulletin too. There's a little tear-off part in your bulletin. You can sign your name, put your name, email address, phone number. And we're going to follow back up with you. What we're going to ask you to do is take the cards that you have. And you, we have a box right up here at this table, and we have a box in the very back close to the table. And as you go to your connections group, you can put your card in those boxes, and then we're going to follow up with you. Guys, if this is something you're serious about, I want to let you know I'm proud of you. And Jesus is too. You won't regret it. Now, what's even better is that right now, we get to worship the one that makes this possible. So I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to pray, and then we're going to stand and worship our hearts out. So guys, stand with me, and let's pray.